0: The Celtics JV squad loses, but Aaron Neesmith thrills us. I'm gonna talk about that and the race for that final spot right now on the locked on Celtics Podcast. This is the truth, like, yeah. it's like walking in the garden when you hear the roars Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast. And thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Maybe it's your only listen. Really appreciate that too. That's okay. You can listen to other people as long as we're first. I'm happy about that. Locked On Celtics, free, daily, Monday through Friday, available on all platforms, every podcast outlet, YouTube, and every show at LockedOnCeltics.com. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal and I've written a book called The Boston Celtics, All-Time All-Stars. Pick it up wherever you get your books. Get a signed copy on johncorrales.com for 30 bucks Today, the JV Celtics, no Tatum, no Brown, no Richardson, no Schroeder, no Horford. Who am I forgetting? Uh, no, I don't know, half the team was not playing. So basically, they started Grant, Smith, Pritchard, uh, who else? Man, I lose track of who they started. Uh, they started uh, Robert Williams, he played, and Romeo Langford. That was your starting five. Basically, Summer League. This was a Summer League lineup. Everybody called it the Summer Celtics. Emeo Doka called it the Summer Celtics. So that's what we were faced with. Uh, in short, this didn't matter. The only thing to come out of this game was uh, a look at the competition for that last spot, which is still a bit convoluted. But I'm going to talk about it anyway in the final segment. I've written a piece about this, so I'm going to kind of go over that uh, in that final segment. In the second segment, I'll get into some of the guys who were kind of a little iffy in this game. You know, uh, Wancho, what was the deal with Wancho Hernan Gomez? Grant Williams, kind of, mm, in this game. So, But let's start with the big story. Big story here, Aaron Neesmith and Peyton Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard, let's get this out of the way. Uh, potentially broken nose, which is problematic, but, uh, you know, they'll deal with it. He's back to Boston. He's on a plane back to Boston. If not now, by the time you listen to this show, he'll get it evaluated. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in a mask, but looks like his nose is broken. So he had a a pretty decent game in this one in the 15 and a half minutes that he played four of seven, two of five from three. One of those threes is really a four pointer because he was standing on the logo. That should be a rule. If you hit a shot from the logo, that's a four-pointer. Maybe that'll get some teams to make smaller logos on the floor. But if you are standing on a logo, which he was, directly on the Orlando Magic logo, that should count as a four. I want that to be a rule. Ten points, four rebounds, two assists in 15 and a half minutes. Four. Peyton Pritchard looked good. You know, not, not unexpected. Kind of looked like Peyton Pritchard should look. In in a game like this. Um, Aaron Niesmith was the big star. Aaron Niesmith, 23 points, eight of 16, 4 of 8 from 3, 3 of 3, three from the line, four assists, three rebounds, a steal, one turnover for Niesmith, all in less than 27 minutes. <clears throat> Excuse me, what a game for Aaron Niesmith. What a game. He was driving. He was spotting up. He was pulling up. He had it all going in this one. Plenty of opportunity for Neesmith, and he made the most of it. The third quarter is where he did most of his damage. And as I call up his third quarter stats, five of seven in the third quarter, two of three from three, a steal, a rebound, and 12 points. So more than half of his points came in that third quarter burst. So Smith showed exactly why Emeo Doka afterwards said he's he's a very good complimentary piece. And that leads me to this discussion, like I was talking about yesterday or the day before, freaking every day at this point, the, the minutes crunch, the minutes issue that faces the Boston Celtics. Now, Neesmith stepped up because half the team was out. Half the regulars were out. Your entire starting five, oh, Marcus Smart. I didn't mention him at the top. Marcus Smart also rested in this game. No, n- everybody but Rob from the starting lineup, plus Josh Richardson and Dennis Schroeder also out. So your, seven of your top eight guys were out of this game. So yeah, great that Aaron Neesmith had this opportunity here in this game. But but what happens in a regular season game where he is going to you know have to come off the bench, whatever, with these regular players available where do the minutes come from? I've asked that question a bunch of times, but right now I'm saying I don't care where the minutes come from. I think it's pretty obvious that Aaron Neesmith has shown time and time again that he deserves rotation minutes. Where are they going to come from? I don't know, but I'll tell you what, I kind of don't care anymore. And this is where the, the the question gets a little bit tough because first of all, there's a lot with the preseason I don't want to go full-on overreaction here, but I think Neesmith showed at the end of last season, inter-summer league, into this preseason, he's been able to play alongside these regulars, he's been able to play in this opportunity here where he's gotten more of a chance, and he's been able to show that he can spot up, he can do he can do things that are are very valuable here. So where do the minutes come from? I don't know. Josh Richardson seems to be the initial, like... Maybe he plays 25 minutes instead of what I was thinking like 30 and five minutes come from there. And maybe he he gets, uh, maybe Jason Tatum gets 34 minutes and Jalen Brown gets 34. You You like scrape two or three minutes here or there. Like instead of Tatum coming back with four minutes to go in the first quarter, he comes back with two minutes to go in the first quarter or something like that. Like that little bit, is where Neesmith gets a, a couple extra minutes of run. And if you can stretch that out without hurting the rest of what you're doing, and you can get away with that two extra minutes of Tatum or something similar with Jalen Brown, and you keep Tatum and Brown's numbers down to like 32 or 33 minutes a game versus 35 or 36 minutes a game. like At least at the beginning, you can, you can slowly ramp those guys up by the end of the season, yeah, maybe you start reducing other guys' minutes and you play Tatum and Brown more as you ramp up towards the playoffs. But I think at first you got to find some ways to finagle some minutes for Neesmith and for Pritchard, for that matter. I don't know how this is going to work, but these guys have shown they deserve the time, and I've advocated for hey, if if you if you're really going to go with the vets. Then maybe you have to bite the bullet, and some of these guys have to get 35 minutes in a, a main Celtics game. But I don't I don't think that's I don't think that's where Neesmith or, or Pritchard are, really should be. Like that's not, I don't think that's the right place to use their abilities. Now, maybe Romeo, maybe Grant, even from time to time, depending on how the situation works. I I feel like and I don't want to rule it out for Aaron Neesmith either. If if something breaks and and like, what if Josh Richardson is playing great? What if other veterans are playing great and they're actually develops a minutes crunch? I guess if if there's if you need to get these guys a couple of games, like here here's just two games to go play your 35 minutes and go. Then I suppose that that can be a, a way to use the the G League. But I, I'm just I want to see how they're going to parse out these minutes. I argue now that Neesmith and Pritchard, like, forget all that noise. Forget the cr- like, forget the crunch. Smith, Pritchard, they got to find a way into that regular rotation. So tonight kind of solidified that for me. Um, not that I was too far off of that, but I feel like I feel pretty comfortable that that should be how it goes. All right, up next. The kind of, sort of, okay guys from the game and why I'm okay with Juancho Hernan Gomez Gomez only playing about seven minutes. I, I think, I think I see where they're going with this in those minutes. I'm going to talk about that next. First, I'm going to talk about sweat block. If you have an issue with excessive perspiration, sweat block can really, really help. It was created by a doctor who had the same problem. It's a handy wipe type of thing where after you take a shower at night, you wipe it onto your problem areas. In the morning, when you wake up, you wash it off. It can work up to seven days for some people. So if you've got a presentation, if you're going to a wedding, uh, something for the weekend, and you don't want to have that embarrassing perspiration, then try Sweat Block. It can work for you. Google it. Go to Amazon. It's number one in their anti-perspirant category, and they've got over 13,000 reviews. Read the reviews. They're not hiding anything. They want you to do the research. So you can want search for it on YouTube, search for it on Google. You'll be surprised by what you see. It's got a dry shirt guarantee. So if it doesn't work for you, you'll get your money back. So head on over to sweatblock.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off. At sweatblock.com, or if you want, while you're surfing around at Amazon, you can pick some up there or at CVS. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. Thank you once again for making Locked On Celtics. Your first listen every day. Going to talk about the race for that 15th spot. I'm going to handicap the 15th spot race in the third segment. Why don't you make your second listen the Lockdown Women's Basketball Podcast? If you did not see the end of the Sky Mercury Game 2 of the WNBA Finals, wow. I mean, wow. What a finish. Uh, I didn't get to see the whole game because it started at 9 and the Celtics were playing and I was writing, but I got to catch the end of the fourth quarter in the overtime and what a finish. Just what a finish. So check out Lockdown Women's Basketball because they're doing live directly after the game, post-game shows, uh, and it's just it's just great. Now, let's get into the rest of this game here where I thought it was interesting that Wancho Hernan and Gomez only played 7.5 minutes, which... I don't think uh, is is a great sign necessarily when you look at the box score and you say, "Oh, Wancho, I thought you brought Wancho over." And maybe some of you, some of you are saying, "Like John, you you advocated for Wancho to maybe start on this team. What's he doing? Only playing seven minutes in this crap ass JV game. Fair, okay. I'm not going to argue with you on that. The optics don't look great. Here's my my assessment why I think Ime Doka only played him seven and a half minutes. It was not a good seven and a half minutes and he's not been good this preseason. He's done some decent things. He's had some decent plays, but he needs the rest of the guys. He needs Tatum and Brown and Horford and smart or Schroeder, or he needs those guys. He needs to play off of those guys. He's not good enough to be the main guy on a, in a situation like this. He's not good enough to be a guy that you feature in a situation like this. I've talked about him starting versus him coming off the bench. And, and I think part of why starting works better for him is that he plays off of his teammates well, he plays off of better players better than he plays off of bench players. And I think after seven minutes, it's like pretty clear. If I was Emi Odoka, I'd be looking at my my assistants and be like, should we sit this guy down? Like, I don't want to ruin his confidence. Let's just get him playing with these other guys. Let's get him in these lineups with Tatum or you know, one of those guys to feel better about himself. This way he can thrive with that space. He's he's a reclamation project for a reason. And throwing him out there in these weird combinations does nobody any good. Let's save ourselves the trouble and not have to find that data point in what you're trying to find out. Don't bother. He's only good enough to play in the wake of better players. And if you do it the right way, he can be pretty good. If you make him more of a featured player, then he's not going to be good. All right? You can't... This is like an actor who is fine in a small supporting role and maybe steals a scene every once in a while. But if you built a whole show around this guy, forget it. It's going to bomb. It's not good. That's Wancho. So I... Can understand putting him out there and pulling him after the seven minutes. I Think this is who he is. Let's not get it twisted. Let's not try to overthink this. One of the reasons why I say he should start is because of everything I just said. Or he could start. I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not even advocating for him to start now. Forget it. That those that ship has sailed. But that's that's a supporting reason why. So Wancho, not good in seven and a half minutes. Sit him down, playing him, play him with the main guys. I still have hope that he can figure that out. I thought Grant Williams did some decent things. He didn't shoot well, one of five. Uh, he did not have a great game. I thought he was so-so. But he filled up the stat sheet in other ways. So only four points, but four rebounds, four assists, three steals, a block, and only two turnovers in 27 and a half minutes. thought he did a lot of good things, but... Some of the bad things that he did were obvious. He had that backdoor cut on him early. He got burned defensively. I think his first quarter, he got caught flat footed a couple of times. Not great. Not great. Thought he settled into the game a little bit and then did some of the other things. And those other things the rebounds, the assists, the steals that stuff is great. I'm all for Grant having, you know, doing those little things and being in a role where he does those little things. Same thing in a way with Grant as Wancho, not to the extreme, but Grant is not a uh, a big minute or featured type of guy. I, I call I called him in on Boston Sports Journal a small doses kind of player. Uh, I don't want him doing too much as far as with the ball. He playing twenty eight minutes a game. Sure, not not on this particular team, but I can see Grant Williams playing 27 and a half minutes on an NBA team and setting picks and catching, you know, uh pick and pops and hitting you know, a fair amount of those pick and pops and doing all the little things on the floor to fill a role, off the bench, starting whatever. But I I I've always been a believer in Grant Williams. People who have been attacking me about my Grant Williams takes over the past season, I think we're seeing a little bit more of why I, I, I believed in what I believed in, but you can't have them do too much. Asking him to do too much was part of the problem last season. That would be, continue to be a bit of a problem this season. And then the last, uh, the last guy on here, uh, Romeo, uh, I thought Romeo did some good things. I got a little pushback on that on Boston sports journal. He didn't shoot well, five of 13. Um, not that concerned about the five of 13 over uh, three from three is not great, but again, three rebounds, two assists, only one turnover. Uh, he, he did some nice things. I thought he cut well there, th- th- those little things. We're not asking him to do too much. This, this overall scenario is not what these guys are going to be doing over the course of the regular season. So the, these guys were okay. Robert Williams, I thought, was okay too. Sure, he was four or five, seven rebounds, two steals, two blocks, uh, eight points in the game. I still I still wonder if Rob is a little out of shape. And I think he, look, he hustled, he worked hard. I do think that he might be a little out of shape. I think maybe, possibly, he spent too much time in the weight room trying to add muscle, not enough time... Running and getting his cardio up, I just get this feeling that he's just a, a smidge behind on his conditioning. So I'll leave that there. Up next, we get into the race for the 15th spot. I will handicap my picks in this race for the 15th spot coming up after I te- tell you about Bet Online. Now, this isn't going to be on Bet Online, but I'm going to approach it as if it was. Now, bet Online is your number one sp- spot for all of the pro college football. That's, that's back, that's something everybody wants to bet on. They've got a new updated site and interface, so they're the number one source for everything football, but basketball, boxing, golf, your ve- favorite Vegas casino games, it's all there. Go to the website, use your mobile device, whatever, sign up with the promo code Locked On. you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. Whatever your first deposit is, half that, that amount, Added as a 50% welcome bonus with that promo code locked on, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. It's where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. Be sure to follow our social channels at loCeltics on Twitter and at LockedOnCeltics on Instagram. All right, this game in Orlando, let's face it, there was only one big storyline from this game. Yeah, Aaron Nesmith did a good job. Maybe I'm overreacting a little bit to Aaron Nesmith, like a lot of us are, but the real storyline here is the race for the final spot. So here's what the Celtics have right now. They have Jabari Parker under contract, non-guaranteed until opening night. They can waive him, save that money. They can keep him and pay him the two and a half million, whatever it is there. The They can waive him and sign somebody else. So, you know, one of these guys that's in camp, they can give that person a guaranteed uh, spot, give them Jabari's spot. And they also have a two-way contract. So what is, after tonight, what have we seen? What do we see from the guys that made us believe in one or the other, what's most likely? I on Boston Sports Journal wrote about the 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 odds. I create. I, I basically handicapped the race for the final Celtics roster spot, and I gave them odds. All right. So my number one at three to one is nobody. I think the most likely scenario is the Celtics waive Jabari Parker. They don't fill that roster spot. So goodbye to uh, Theo Pinson and to Ryan Archidiacano and to uh, Juwan Morgan. Bye. Uh, I think they can give Garrison Matthews that second two-way spot. So you still have two shooters on the team. You wave Jabari. You save that money. Remember the Celtics are still dealing with the luxury tax. So why pay Jabari Parker when, okay, in the first half of this game, yeah, four or five, he was hitting shots. Second half of this game, 0 oh, of four. Like, he, he's, this is the Jabari Parker experience. For a 10-minute stretch, it's like, whoa, wow, this is why he was the second pick. And then for the next 10-minute stretch, you go, oh, wow, this is why he can't stick with the team. That's the Jabari Parker experience. You can do a a highlight reel of Parker just from the Celtics. I bet you, you could take Parker's highlights just from his time with Boston over the past half season plus preseason. And you'd be like, wow, this is a pretty good mixtape, but it's still Jabari Parker. And it's wild that he's 26. I look at him and I think that he's got to be 35, but he's only 26 years old. And I get it for those stretches. He looks good. He's not that good, and he's not going to win the Celtics any games. It's not going to make a difference. He he did help the Celtics in a couple of games last year when they were just decimated by COVID. I can't, I don't think it's worth it. Just tax-wise, I know they want to save some money. Just cut them and just be done with it. Now, if you have that 14th spot, that 15th spot open, you only carry 14 guys, down the road, if you have to take a, you know, uh, two players for one or three players for two, you have an open spot. You don't have to waive somebody and have dead money in your cap. Business wise. It makes complete, total obvious sense to me. Don't bother. If you want to spend the money later, you can, if you get yourself into a position, we're like, Oh, okay. Now we can spend this money on this spot without having to worry about the tax ramifications. Then great. But, You're not going into the luxury tax for Jabari Parker. I'm sorry. That does not make any sense to me. So the most obvious move here is you cut Jabari Parker. You save that money. You hold that spot open just in case. If you have an unbalanced trade, you need to have an extra spot. You have it. You don't have to eat money. You don't have to have dead money on on your books. You have Garrison Matthews because I'm, for some reason I've just, I'm just obsessed with Garrison Matthews making the set, uh, one of the two-way spots. You already have Sam Hauser in the other two-way spot. You got two shooters there, break glass in case of emergency. A bunch of guys go down. You can have these two shooters step in. And then if you need to upgrade somebody, you can. If you want to audition 10-day contract guys down the road, you can. You have an open spot to sign a guy to a 10-day. You never know who could be available. And you say, wow, you know what? We're a little shorthanded. We've been bitten by the injury plague again, hospital Celtics, and all that. Ten day contracts are available. Now we're gonna sign a guy to a 10 day. We have an open roster spot. Let's do that. It makes perfect sense. So, number one, at three to one odds, nobody. Now, at seven to one odds, I have Jabari Parker. Because if you're going to keep somebody, you might as well keep the guy that you have. Devil you know is better than the devil you don't, right? Like you have Garrison Matthews in here. You've already signed Sam Hauser to the two-way. You got these other guys who have kind of stepped in and whatever. You know what Jabari Parker. Like if you're you're so desperate that Jabari Parker is getting meaningful minutes, at least you'd rather have the guy that you know. I know what Jabari Parker is going to give me. I can plan for that. I can understand that. I'm just going to deal with it. I compared it to uh, a McDonald's on the road you're starving you've been driving for 2 3 hours you you can't you, you just got to pull off and eat something and lo and behold you see those arches rising over the horizon you're like boom i'm taking that exit i'm going to have myself a big mac you walk into a mcdonald's you open up that thing and you know when you order a big mac what that's going to be You don't it it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter if it's good for you or not. You like, you just, I'm just gonna, this is, I know what I'm getting. And so that's why I put Parker above all the other guys, because you know what you're getting. If you're gonna keep a guy in that 15th spot, you might as well have an idea and be like, all right, it's Jabari, and we know that this is, we're gonna get a stretch of potentially good play. We're gonna, if, if we time this out right, maybe we can get away with it. So, Parker's in there. And then my next two guys at 8 to 1, Garrison Matthews and Sam Hauser. Why not upgrade Sam Hauser? And why I say they might upgrade Sam Hauser is Brad Stevens has repeatedly said how much he respects guys who can come in off the bench and just play. Those guys who can come in off the bench cold and hit shots, he loves them. He respects the hell out of those guys. And Hauser, even though he's a rookie, has shown at least a little bit the ability to do that. He did it in this game. He's done it in summer league. And I think that's something that Brad Stevens can look at and say, you know, I know he's young. I know he's got this, you know, he's got that, but this kid can come in cold and hit shots. And that is a special talent. I can hear that coming out of Brad Stevens mouth in a meeting at the Auerbach center. I can hear him saying those words. So if they wanted to one option, Wave Parker, upgrade Sam Hauser. Matthews gets a two-way, and then a guy that got cut from another team comes in and gets a two-way. Totally plausible scenario at eight to one odds. Not the not a complete underdog, but other things are a little more likely. So eight to one, I think is fair, and also at eight to one, Garrison Matthews because I'm just I'm gonna say he's he's uh, I'm just obsessed with that. That scenario, signing him to a two-way. He's been in the league for a couple of years. He's a 40% three-point shooter. He has a history of that. But if he's, then the only question here is whether he'll accept the two-way deal. This is his last year being able to accept the two-way deal, I believe, as a third-year player. So he's still eligible. We'll see. Um, It may be that he won't. And the only way to keep him is to give him that guarantee, which, okay, maybe that's how they want to go. But uh, I can see either Hauser or Matthews getting that spot. Everyone else is kind of a long shot. Theo Pinson, I have 25 to one. Archie Diacono, 35 to one. And only the reason I have him at 35 to one is because he has some track record of some success in the league. So I think he'll have some if he sticks around, but not much. But I don't think any of those guys stick around. Frankly, I'll go back to what I said at the top. Makes the most sense. To keep that spot open, thank you very much Jabari Parker. Keep Hauser and Matthews or another shooter. Find another shooter on the two-way. Keep those guys. Break glass in case of emergency. Get them some rundown with the main Celtics and just go from there. Too much sense. Makes too much sense. All right. Celtics do have a media availability Thursday afternoon. So I will be back for you on the Friday show with what was said there and more to discuss. So please make sure you're making the lockdown Celtics podcast your first listen Monday through Friday. I am here for you Monday through Friday, post game, post practice, all of that stuff. So subscribe and all of that. Make your second listen. How about the lockdown fantasy basketball podcast, which is crushing it. You got fantasy. You got your league coming up. Josh Lloyd can help you win your league, make lockdown fantasy. Your second listen of the day. Also, Subscribe if you're if you're new to the show. Please subscribe and share the podcast. Tell your friends. Tell everybody that they should be listening to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network.